Greetings, folks, and welcome to DBA Podcast, giving you the business every week, the Small Business Owners Podcast for Wednesday, April 1st, 2015, here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And I'm Shannon Jean in Northern California. How's it going, Dave? It goes, and it's April 1st, and uh, so far we haven't told anything that's not true. So You know, I, I, I was just thinking that I feel remorse. There's so many good things up there today on the uh, April 1st thing, and uh, I don't know if you noticed the Google back, Everything Backwards page, the com.google. So, uh, yeah, I, I want to talk about that, because, and I know this is outside of the realm of, of this show, yeah. so we won't take very long, but how the heck did they do that? Because... I, <laughs> I look, question, man. I, you know, first of all, where is the Google top, the dot Google top level domain? How did that work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's incredible. I don't know. I mean, they, they obviously, they must own dot Google, right? As a, as yeah, a top but, domain. But does, does, um, does like the, the, the root servers, do they support dot Google? They must. Yeah, unless it's some sort of... Uh, is it a is, trick? Are re- yeah, are they redirecting you somewhere else but not changing the uh, the URL? Does, it, does bar? it only work in browsers that are use Google as their search engine? Right? Oh, you know, know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's and then like I went to it on my iPhone and uh, either the little thing dropped down to have me install the Google app from the top, like the, the whole thing, but that was backwards. And then whatever I searched for was just in my... URL bar as my search terms. So it, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I know that's way beyond what we're supposed to talk about. Yes. Here, yes. But it's, yes. Been blowing no, it, away. It's, it's always good. And yeah. I, I like the other one I liked today was uh, the Motorola. They did a, a very artistic uh, take on the selfie stick, which I thought was really good. And uh, it, these, you know, old craftsmen artisans making these selfie sticks, uh, which I thought was, it was brilliant. It was that's really awesome. good. So com.google does not exist in the root name servers for what it's worth. So Ah, it it must be a search result hack that Google is doing. Yeah, they're doing something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I I like it. I like it too. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. well, they have that niche, right? And that's a good segue. We're going to talk about niches today. That's true. uh, Yeah, their niche is a little bigger than the one I I, (laughs) I work in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me me too, but we're we're getting there. That's right. Yep. You know, that's funny. But, you know, one of the things I always ask our our people uh, when we want to enter into a new market or channel is, you know, what's our our added value, uh, kind of our reason to be in that market? Um, Because I, you know, there's there's so much competition everywhere. And and the worst place to be is is in the middle. Um, You can see it with like out here in California, you see a lot with grocery stores that you have like. Walmart's in the grocery business and, you know, they're take, they're just, you know, killing it on the lower end. And then we have whole foods, which is also called whole paycheck and, you know, which is extremely expensive, (laughs) all organic and it's, it's awesome, but you know, we don't go there a lot. We go there for special occasions. Uh, and in the middle is you have the, these Safeways and luckies and these guys. And if you read, you know, the business news, which I tend to follow a lot, you see, they're the ones really getting squeezed uh, and you don't want to, you know, you don't, if you can avoid it, you want to try to stay out of that middle and stay over on the edge somewhere where, you know, no, maybe your competitors or, or potential competitors aren't, aren't paying attention to you and almost kind of flying under the radar. You want to be seen by your customers, of course, be able to be found for the, your, your, uh, fan base, if you will. Sure. 
but but the middle you're going to get squeezed there's always somebody and when i say squeeze i'm mainly talking about pricing and mart and profit margin because i guarantee you there's always someone out there that can sell for less uh, and the problem is they may not last long selling for less because they're not making any profits. But sure enough, as soon as they disappear, someone else is going to come along and think that they can come in and, you know, take that market and sell it at certain price points. So you're, you're in the middle, you're constantly going to be battling on price and you always want to, you know, get away from that yeah. and not have to always sell on price. You have to be competitive, but if your sole reason, your sole different differentiation, I say that right, yeah. in the market, then the market is price. You're going to have a hard time. You're fighting People, a losing battle all yeah, day long, all day long, and you're always yep. just going to be driven to the bottom and to the bottom. And yeah, you and, know that that's a good point because you're, you're right. A lot of times you think, well, all I have to do is wait it out for three months because that company's not going to survive. You know, selling for that price, there's no way. And it and right, right. and you can be right and still lose because. Even all, the only thing that's going to change is the name of that company and their corporate structure, <laughs> you know. Yeah, or or you're competing against somebody that's you know working out of their garage, or yeah, uh, you know. And and I, I will tell you a good example is, or, or you're competing against Walmart and they're lowering. Yes. I mean they're lowering their prices and waiting for you to die. That's you know, right for your business yep. to die, not necessarily you as a human, but yeah, you know, it's for kind your of business to die. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of both sides. You either yeah. up against some giant corporation that has all these resources. Or you're up against someone that has virtually no overhead. Right. And those are not the people you want to compete with. And, uh, you know, so when I, you know, years ago when I wanted to get in the Mac business, you know, I looked at it, tried to figure things out and I realized, okay, well, I would love to be in this business, but I don't want to make 5%, you know, gross profit margin. Uh, it just doesn't work. And I'm not, I'm just not interested in that. And how, how do we come up with a way, what, what's going to be our market and how do we, you know, uh, make ourselves stand out in a, a little side niche that, uh, our competitors would ignore, but that our customers would love. And for us, it's always been the, uh, trailing edge of technology, not the leading edge. It's been staying, uh, at the end, when these products uh, price points have kind of dropped and the value in the marketplace have really stabilized and waiting for the delta and what I mean by the delta is okay, when is the time that the value of the product has dropped or the perceived value has dropped enough to where we can buy the product for a certain price, but the value in the market is still high enough to where that delta you know, uh, the difference between those two was worthwhile for us. Uh, and, you know, we did this over and over and over. And, and I had a, had a really hard time in the beginning doing it with uh, complete products, like a complete Mac. I mean, th- this was a time where, you know, I was battling to buy Mac 2CIs for $2,500, you know, and uh, it was it was nuts. And the, the, when I re- the epiphany for me was... I don't know, Dave, if you remember the laser writer Two, of course, giant monster uh, printer. Yeah. And you know, these printers were just tanks and they were built really well. And we had bought some, I was, I was traveling around going to auctions, trying to buy Mac product. It was the only place I could figure out where I could get a deal on things and, and resell them. And we were, we were selling actually, it was before the web. I'm really dating myself now. Um, we were selling in the AOL classifieds 
I and, remember the AOL Classified. That was a great yeah. place. I mean, oh, you know, pre it. pre Craigslist, pre everything, right? It was yeah, new, you know, news groups or AOL yeah. Classifieds. Well, these these were AOL Classifieds. I mean, they could have owned Craigslist. I mean, you know, they had it down and they blew it. You know, uh, we we loved the hanging out in that AOL Classifieds was was awesome. When when is Facebook going to do the Facebook Classifieds? Because I see Facebook as as basically reinventing AOL all over again without without yeah. the dial up underneath it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing. People don't think of the Internet anymore. We do. You're right. But a lot of people, it's just, oh, I, I go to Facebook and I, I do what I need from there. That's home base for a lot of people. Well, sure. Yeah. And, and same with know, AOL. Same with AOL. It's yeah. yeah. It's a, you know, Facebook just has a lot more data at their fingertips, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And now they're selling, you know, they're, they're trying to move these publishers into selling ads from within their platform, right? To keep yeah. you on there even more. I mean, it's a, it's incredible. Just like AOL. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Just you know, like do I have to? Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing, right? I mean, your domain name's important, but so is your Facebook keyword, right? Yeah. I mean, and I use the term keyword intentionally because that's what we all had on AOL. So we had on AOL. Right. I, we had that in our, on our business cards. <laughs> AOL keyword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was very important because that's how you found, you know, because there, yeah. there were people, you know, that there, just it was on no AOL. internet. I mean, there yeah. was the internet, no. but people didn't use it. AOL didn't have a I, web browser for a long no. time. Yeah, the guy AOL, CompuServe, you know those yeah. kind of guys, and yeah. that was the world that uh, that that we lived in. And, and you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to de- derail, but it's, no, 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 it's, it's just fascinating to think about it, it right? Because we've yeah. seen and, what we're seeing with Facebook, we've seen before. We've, you know, it's happened over and over again. Yep. Yeah, and I, I just, and just a quick aside, fun fact: I, I read an article recently that AOL still makes a. I don't want to say it's the lion's share, but it was some shocking dollar amount that they still make on dial-up internet access. I, I wonder uh, how much of that is people actually using dial up versus like about a year and a half ago, my dad said to me, Oh yeah, I'd love to get my, his wife, you know, he's like, I'd love to get my wife off of her AOL email because we pay for that every month. And I said, dad, you don't have to pay for AOL yeah. email. That's free. Right. Like what yes. are you paying for? And we looked, he's like, Oh no, we have to. And I looked and it was, he was still paying for dial up. I'm like, well, you cancel for that. Dial-up. And he yep. did. And it obviously yeah. the email maintained. So that's right. I wonder yeah, how many people realize that. Yeah. Oh, I, I bet you, I bet you there's millions of people that are not realizing that those bills, you know, come in. Of course. Yeah. 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 But you know, and, and that, like I said, it was an awesome place to hang out. And we had these laser writer, uh, you know, printers and yep. these, these and laser printers. And we kept, you know, we were trying to move them, trying to move, moving price, price points up and down. And we just could not sell these things. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was still in college. I was, we were just trying to make some, you know, I was trying to make some extra money. And I got contacted by a guy and said, Hey, I don't want to buy the whole printer, but I want to, I would like to buy the engine. You know, I didn't even know what that was. And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, I want you to take the logic board out of the printer and just sell me the engine. Cause that engine you could put different boards in. Uh, and I said, okay, great. So we, I wound up selling the engine for the price that I had paid for the entire printer. Uh-huh. And then I had these, and then I had these logic boards and I said, well, I guess I'll just, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I got my money back. I'll put these boards up there and all the boards sold, you know, unbelievably fast. And it was like a big light bulb above my head. I said, okay, this is it. I'm, I'm in the parts business, you know, because the parts are inc- incredibly more value or uh, have more value than the whole. And, you know, we've in, in a very simple, uh, methodology we've done that forever and you know uh, uh, an ipad in pieces is is typically going to be worth more well let me let me cat uh, 
catch that there. Maybe not so much as any, but not certainly like a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro typically is going to be worth much more in parts than it is as a whole. And, you know, we don't do the teardown thing much anymore. We're buying and tearing down things and taking them apart. But we are certain strongly in the parts business where the, where that value proposition is. And so I, I guess the point of my, my long-winded story uh, is, you know, figuring out what the market is you want to be in, but how are, how are you going to make yourself stand out? At, at the same time, how are you going to protect your your profit margin, you know, so where someone can't, it's much harder for somebody to step in to sell pieces of things in, in our business than it is for me to try to compete against Best Buy or whoever selling, you know, a brand new Apple product. Right. You just, we, we just can't do it. And at the same time, looking at this, using that one step behind technology, we've always sold older products and refurbished products uh, and used products. And we've always supported those older products because, like take the iPhone 6. Right now, the market for the iPhone 6 is uh, parts-wise is pretty limited. Um, Apple has a great deal on the screen repair at the in the Apple stores. Uh, and we're just starting to see the other components have some value. But it'll take some time. But I can tell you the iPhone 5, uh, the 5S, and the 5C, incredibly hot market for repair parts. Because there's tens of millions of units out there. Tens of millions of people that are not near an Apple store or maybe don't want to go in and deal with that chaos. Uh, and so are going to independent repair centers throughout the country, and that's who we sell to. And so staying behind and taking things apart, selling bits and pieces, and, you know, looking at... Uh, I've always made a comment, you know, was that I think we've made more of our profit selling and dealing with what other people might consider as junk than anything else. One man's you know, trash, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and it really is true. And, and we, again, because we can step in and solve a problem for someone, some large corporation that has this, what they consider junk on their books that wants to, you know, maximize whatever value they can out of it. And we can go in and we can provide that solution yeah. to them. And and then turn it around and open up the market. You know, so and, and you um, this is interesting because I, I there's a lesson in in the story you just told, which which would be the same lesson essentially in in the story of you know what I'm doing and how I got here. But and I and I don't even think right. you realized it. Maybe you do. Probably right? probably not. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. but that's okay. So Wait, tell well, me. So tell well, me. <laughs> you certainly didn't state it. So no, so we're gonna right. uh, we're gonna we're gonna state it for the lack for lack of a better that, term. That's um, why there's two of us. Yeah, but, but I'll 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 state it in 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 the context of what I've done here because it it doesn't matter what your what your business is. You know, right. we started. Um, I mean, really, uh, you know, Mac Observer started because somebody, uh, Brian, who's my partner there, he came to me and he said, we should, you know, I want to do this and I want help. And it was like, yeah, whatever. Okay, fine. So we did that. And um, the first full time hire we made was hiring uh, Greg Snyder as our uh, sales rep to go out and do ad sales, because I realized, you, you know, that we needed money coming in and and it, it sales is a. Uh, is not a fun job, especially when you have lots of other things to do, right? You, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, if, if success in sales is one person out of 20 saying yes, which means 19 yeah. no's. 
Now, when I've got programming to do and articles to write and all that, I feel productive when I write an article. I feel productive when I get some new coding thing in. Uh, doing sales 18 no's doesn't feel productive, but it actually is, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh and, yeah. It, but it, it doesn't work when, you know, you get to 18 and you're like, oh, to heck with it. I'm going to get, I want to feel like I got something done today. So I'm going to go and do something else. And I didn't make the last two phone calls. And so, you know, sales wasn't happening the way it needed to. Right. Um, and it, the only time it was happening when it was, is when it was, well, you know, we got, a, we got bills to pay here. So it was like, you know, crunch time. And so we realized that the, the first full-time hire we would make was that. And then, and so we thought our business was publishing on the web. Um, okay. And then we had our competitors come to us and, you know, the Mac web, uh, even now, I mean, it's actually hasn't changed all that much, but much, but this was certainly true back then as well, uh, is fairly friendly. I mean, we're all, we compete with each other for sure. sure, but it's very, very friendly. And so we knew everybody and we would hang out with them at Macworld Expo and, you know, these these were our friends. And so yep. uh, some of them came to us and it was weird in the period, in the course of about three weeks, I had four publishers come to us and say, have you guys ever thought of, uh, you know, maybe starting like a network or something where you could just sell our ads for us and, uh, <laughs> you know, we could just publish the site. And this was a- why, why do you think, excuse me, why do you think they what was the impetus for them reaching out to you based on the relationships that you had with them that you were, yeah, they, they, we knew each other, but they also saw that we were taking what we were doing and taking it to the next level by, by by building a sales force, right? I mean, our sales force was of of one, but it was a lot more, it was a hundred percent more than anybody else had, you know, Greg is pretty powerful guy. So true. And he was, (laughs) yeah, yeah, he, right, right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And so they came to us and it was like, first it was like, no, no, no. My business is this, you know, I, I don't want to help you. I want to compete with you. I'll be your friend, but I, you know, no, he's mine. Right. You know, Yes. And and it didn't take long for us to kind of sit down internally and talk about it and say, well, well, well wait a minute. Of course we want to help them. We already have all the relationships, you know, and, and, but it wasn't our idea, right? Our idea was to publish a website and, and okay. One function, one piece of that is, you know, you got to have somebody selling ads and then we did this other thing and uh, both are, are fine, but the, you know, the, the backbeat is, is a far larger business than, than Mac observer. And, right. and so the lesson here that you went through as well is let your customers tell you what your business is, or at least mm. be open to having your customers yeah. tell you what business you're actually in to the pivot, right? Yeah. To the pivot. Yeah. 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 I- I that's, think that, that's that's my and the thing is I I commend you as well for recognizing that uh, because it is very easy to go oh no 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 uh, uh, this is my vision I'm moving we're moving this way yeah and I'm going to build this great site and we're going to do all this content and you know having the bandwidth to say okay great here's another opportunity how do we set this up that it 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 can be difficult and it can definitely pull you out of your comfort level big time. That's, that's what it is, is when somebody says, do this other thing, you're like, Whoa, no, 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 no. I'm comfortable here. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it can make all that, that can make all the difference in, you know, cause now you, you wind up with multiple revenue streams and different things. And, you know, from somebody like me, that's got 
you know, ADHD and yeah. loves to jump around and, and, and stick my nose in all kinds of, uh, you know, different things. It's, 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 it's a really good thing as it develops and, you know, comes over time. It does. Yeah. It's but you gotta, story. you gotta just, you know, the, the, the lesson there and, and it, I was not the one to recognize it. I, you know, I mean, it, I, I, I heard the people and we talked about it internally. I would always mention it, but it took the three of us, Brian and, and Greg and I to kind of say, well, okay, you know, we each kind of bring it up in our own way. Like I'd say, oh, yeah, somebody else pestered me today about that. You know, let's let them go. And, yeah. and it, you know, it would come up a little bit and we all sort of realized we're talking about this a lot, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, we, no, it's there's a, it's something here. Yeah. And, uh, yep. but you have to be open to it. You gotta, you gotta you realize. Do. And, and sometimes your customer will give you a great idea for a, a pivot or even just a, a, a spinoff, if you will. Mm-hmm. And but you don't have the resources and and even even though you recognize it's a great idea, you're not going to do it. But just be, you know, just because, you know, it's a good idea doesn't mean you have to do it. You've, you've got to prioritize yeah. your time. And, and that's that's right. actually probably a subject for a whole other episode or at least yeah. another another subject. But um, but be open to at least recognizing and and at least that way you're consciously making the decision. Yes, I am going to do that or no, I'm not. As opposed to looking back five years later and saying, hey, wait a minute. You know what they were actually trying to tell me? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. And and these are great stories. And and I think that uh, there is some really valuable lessons there. And we, we'd love to hear some more. We'd love to hear your story uh, yeah. if you're listening out there. And, you know, feedback at dbapodcast.com. You know, send us your info. Uh, tell us about it or, you know, uh, give us your contact information and we'll reach out to you and chat. We'd love to share your story here uh, or stories and, and talk about success. And, uh I think a, a real important part is to recognize, you know, what, what is that uh, definition of success? You know, we, we both operate in relatively what, well, I, I guess small markets, but uh, we're, we're on the, on the edge and there's more with Apple cause they've gone so mainstream, but, but still what we do is kind of, you know, niche within that market. Uh, you're not, you know, trying to compete with the wall street journal or, you know, whatever, uh, you guys have your own twist on it. And, and I think that, you know, addressing that smaller market, uh, I think you wind up, uh, with less headaches. I think you wind up enjoying yourself more because you're doing what you, what you like, what your interests are. And ultimately I think you wind up making more money because you're driving more passion behind it. And, uh, I think a, a real important thing is what you mentioned is knowing, uh, and I don't know how to tell you what this is, but, but they're at least addressing when do we, okay, let's move down that thing that the customers seem to want versus saying no. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, saying no can be very, very important, but, and, and, or trying it. And, and we tip, you know, we try lots of different things and, you know, we fail miserably at many, many of them, yep. but we succeed at enough of them that, uh, you know, we're still here and, and we're talking about it today, but um, trying new things is, is, is real important. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a whole other thing is, is when, when you do decide either because a customer tells you, or you come up with the idea yourself to try something new, um, you have to be aware of the fact that it's okay for that to fail. And it doesn't mean that everything you do is going to fail. Right. You, you know, yep. you, and, and you have to recognize and accept failure quickly. Um, yeah. And when, yep. when something's not working, you just say, okay, it's not working. Great. Mo- right. You know, move on. That's it. Yeah. No matter how much money you might've spent on it to try to get it going, 
no matter where you're at in development or whatever it is that you're doing, if you come to that realization that it's not working, you need to cut bait and yep. uh, keep it from becoming a rabbit hole of your time, uh, you know, and of money. And I can certainly certainly sh- uh, share share stories of, of that. Uh, you know, ask me about data recovery someday, and we'll uh, okay. we may need an hour. We may need an hour for that one. Okay. Uh, we'll get you a beer before uh, you we know. do that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be good. We'll do that one at night. <laughs> Call. But uh, you know, again, it's you you learn from it, and you you learn not you know you you pick up little pieces of things that worked maybe from within that person or or within that project, you know? Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. No, you know, what I always say is, you know, there are no sacred cows at any point in time in, in, in business. I agree. Anything can be sacrificed. And I don't, I don't say that lightly. I mean, it, you know, I'm, I'm talking about just business ideas and projects that you're doing. If it's just not working, move on, you know? Yeah, yeah, it may, it may need to come, you know, revisit it, you, you know, certainly, but, uh, uh, you know, you need, need to be able to make that, you know, identify that. So, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's true in life. I, my, I'm actually really happy. My son went through something like that very recently. He's a hockey player and halfway right. through the season, I, this is mostly my fault, or at least the catalyst is he was having a great season. He was scoring like two or three goals a game. I mean, he, he was really playing well. And, uh, he mounds up his Christmas money. Right. And so he had all kinds of money. And I said to him, I said, you know, you've gotten a lot taller in the last year and a half. Do you need a new stick? And, and you can spend, you know, several hundred bucks easily on a hockey stick and probably even more than that. And, uh, and he's like, I don't know. And then it kind of, he kind of, it caught him, you know, and he's like, yeah, I definitely want a new stick. And so he, you know, did some research, um, and decided he wanted to get a stick with a different curve than the one he had on the blade. I didn't even know any of this stuff existed. You know, when I played hockey, you were lucky that you had a wooden stick and you were lucky if it was right-handed, you know, yeah, that, that's how it worked. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and, and that was it. Um, but he did his research and he picked out this one stick and he found a good deal on it. And then at, at the end, I, it was, it was going to be, I don't know, 250 bucks. And I told him, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hundred towards it, you know, and he was ready to spend all of his money on it, but I figured I'll I'll help him out, you know, and and he made the decision to buy it on his own, which was, which was good, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then he got that stick on the ice and man, every puck he shot at the net went way over the net and he never could get it right, you know, and it was really messing with his head. And, and he didn't, you know, he wouldn't, we knew about it at home and we knew he was working with it, but he, we didn't realize, but he never mentioned it to his coach or anything. And so one day I finally mentioned it to his coach and his coach is like, oh, you know, I've been trying to figure out why he's shooting so high. I thought he was trying to do, you know, trying to be slick with things and go barred down all the time. And he's like, you know, but I said something to him and I could tell he was frustrated. I'm like, well, why is he frustrated if he's shooting high? He should just shoot low. You know, he didn't realize that the stick thing was a thing. And finally, Lucas, you know, went around and messed with it and said, you know what, I'm just going to go back to my old stick. I, I needed a little longer. And so we, for 20 bucks, we put a plug in the end of it and, you know, made it uh, oh, a couple inches longer. Nice. And uh-huh. instantly he, he was like back in, in his, his groove. But the That's hardest cool. part of that process was, you know, a, even a, he probably dealt with it for six weeks, but probably two weeks in, he knew this was the wrong stick. But you have that emotional tie. I just bought this yeah, thing. That's right. Well, am I going to yep. just stop using it? That's I just wasted 250 bucks. It's a sunk cost. Doesn't matter. Yep. It's the yep. wrong thing. It's a sunk cost. That's a good. Uh, yeah. Very, very important to recognize. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. it. Walk away. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it was a bad decision. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Move on. <laughs> move I have on. a few webs. I have a few websites out there like that. <laughs> sunk yeah. Cost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> just, right. Just, just move on. Goes. Just yeah. move on. 
It and yeah. that doesn't, you know. So you're going to try ideas, whether they're yours or somebody else's, and some of them are just going to be horrible. And uh, you know, if I could have learned the lesson that he learned, you know, if I could have learned that at 13, man, I would have been a lot better off. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, agree. I hope it sticks with him, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's good. It's good. You know, you get buy-in with it and he understands. So he feels a little pain. So it's not that, you yep. know, he did it on his own and there's no, you know, ownership on it. Yeah. So now he's and he could sell this thing for half of what he paid sure. for it, which he still hasn't yet. And I keep telling him, what are you doing? You know, are we yeah. going to sell this thing? Because he's like, I don't know. I might use it. Like, uh, yeah. you're sure about that? <laughs> right. It's not going up in value. It's not going up and you're Don't not kids all the time. It's not going to make any. Yeah, it's not going up in value. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, that's good. Well, anyway, I think that's a, uh, you know, real important thing to identify. And again, we'd love to hear your, your feedback on, uh, you know, your stories of pivots or things or changes or where, where you chased your business and uh, how you've kept your profit margins up. I think it would be, uh, it'd be awesome to share it on here. Yeah. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. Feedback at dbapodcast.com. That's right. Are we wrapping uh, it Facebook, up for today or are we do? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think Sorry. so. Yeah. Okay. I was going to mention, you know, the Facebook page, certainly come give us one of those likes. I know that's a lot of work, but you know, click on the little thumb there, uh, facebook.com slash DBA podcast. We'd love to have you up there. Not a lot of activity yet, but we uh, certainly are going to be we'll keep pushing more content. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Fun stuff. Very good. Very good, sir. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Shannon. I yep. guess uh, for those of you, and we do have some folks listening, um, for those of you that are uh, expecting and, and listening on our schedule of, of Wednesday releases next week, we're recording on Friday. So, uh, That's right. so episode nine will be on the 10th, right? Awesome. Is that right? Yep. It's the right? 10th. Okay. Yeah, the 10th. And uh, we're doing it in the morning and we have some more awesome stuff to talk about. We're getting uh, close to having our first interview with a, uh, another small business owner that uh, Dave and I both know. Yeah. And it uh, should be interesting. It should be fun. Right. Yeah. We'll see yeah. how we, we'll see how we, uh, how we let somebody else get a word in edgewise. I don't know how that's possible, but we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Thanks yeah. for listening. Right, man, folks. Take it easy. Thanks Shannon. Yeah. Take it easy. Take care. Bye-bye.